Welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook? So oh, I reckon you were close there, Mike. You was a little bit behind. You threw me to be honest. I thought there was a bit of lag in the, uh, <laughs> in the, uh, in the signal. So the red light's rolling, and we're here to talk about emissions and what your requirements are. Uh, so this was uh, brought on. We had a bit of a chat about this when it happened, but there was a bit of a flurry of activity on online on social media, wasn't there, around uh, vehicle emissions and the requirements for recording uh, emissions, uh, recordings and measurements which was brought on, I think, by a, a maintenance visit from a DVSA mm. officer to a company called Asheville. Uh, I'm happy to share the company name because this is publicly available information. I think they'd shared the report document on their social media and it then caused a bit of a conversation around it, which caused us to have a bit of a conversation. So, uh, yeah, emissions, vehicle emissions and maintenance. What's the what's the crack here, guys? Who wants to wade in on that? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with actually I've got a copy of the uh, the uh, maintenance audit uh, requirements. Um, it does actually say robust procedures must be in place to ensure that only compliant vehicles are used in areas. Uh, robust maintenance and monitoring systems must be in place to ensure the correct operation of any equipment fitted to vehicles to reduce emissions is in, always in working order. So it does leave you a bit of a, a leeway of how you do that, really. I think in the case... Um, and what's that from, Jamie? What, what's that you've just read from? So this is the audit uh, criteria, what the DVSA use. Okay. Um, interestingly, as well, at the bottom of that as well, auditor guidance, check vehicle telematics reports to ensure systems are working. It doesn't actually say about the... Uh, the uh, uh, machine, obviously, the I forgot what they're called now. The um, someone help me out here. The smoke machine. The smoke meter. Machine, the smoke yeah, meter. Smoke, yeah. is, I think there's a posh name for yeah. it, which I was yeah. ready to <laughs> deliver there, but we're oh, we'll go. Densitometer or something. I yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it doesn't actually say about <laughs> the long way. Yeah, I think in the case it was that they was testing their vehicles, but not actually keeping the printouts. I believe you were, you were saying right mm. on that. That's, yeah, that's it does, doesn't actually say that on the on the audit guidance. Uh, so I looked at mm-hmm. the documents as well to try and see what was required. Um, the guide to maintaining roadworthiness, obviously. Uh, you know, drivers should be doing you know, walk around check, looking for any smoke. You know, if it's showing that it's, uh, it, the vehicle's smoking, it should get tested. Um, I've looked at the MOT inspector's manual. Obviously, I have to be tested every every twelve months, uh, and then obviously whatever parameters that must be for that that vehicle engine type. But nowhere does it say, yeah, you have to keep these as part of your inspection regime. You know, anything that uh, promotes uh, the environment and makes makes it a, a greener environment and we're checking vehicles, obviously a good thing yeah. if operators want to do that. But there's nothing actually that I can find, unless someone wants to put in the comments, uh, where there is something. But I couldn't find anything that actually says you have to do, uh, have to keep all these records. Obviously, if you do do the printout, there's no, you, if you do do the uh, test, you get a printout. There's nothing wrong with putting it in your, in your vehicle file. No. No, I mean you'd keep your brake. You know, I suppose the argument is that you would keep your the results of your brake testing. So why yeah. wouldn't you keep the results of your emissions testing? But yeah, you know, I suppose yeah. that's the argument. But I'm trying to play devil's advocate here in in terms of the uh, the DVSA auditor. But um, yeah, and also I think it's you know I'm a long time out. The game. I haven't picked up a hammer in anger for for four donkeys years. You know, but. Um, I'm a long time out of the game, but as my understanding is, it, it is with HGVs is that they're not 
unlike cars, that the exhaust gas is not analysed. It's not a, it's not an emissions test in that sense of the word. Um, so all they're looking for really is excess smoke, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's yeah. A, it, they, they just check the density of a smoke of the smoke because obviously a smoking engine is going to be, um, you know, not not it, it's going to it's going to cause a vision problem more than anything else, and and then also a, um, you know, that's obviously a polluter. So. My understanding of it isn't exhaust gas analysis anyway. It's just a, the density of I the smoke. That, I think I think they're doing because it has to be obviously meet Euro five or six or four. Uh, so I think they do. On the test, yeah. On the on the test, yeah. On the test, yeah. Yeah, but not. No, it's a really it's a really so, interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah, it's obviously going to have a lot more focus going forward. The emissions of mm. diesel vehicles, trucks, trucks are still going to be diesel trucks for a little while yet, I would, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So the focus will be yeah. on them. As, as cars gradually phase out. I think trucks will still still be hanging on in there a little bit longer because of the technology and what's required. So it's it's it's, it's going to become a focus. Yeah, say. and I always think flavor of the month. But Pete's just spent the day, you know, in a different type of audit. But auditors, Pete, do you think? Uh, auditors, uh, you know, should have an opinion, or is it because that sounds sounds to me that's what's happened here. The auditor has decided that you know, away from the guidance that they've got, that they, you know, probably using my theory, if you keep a record of your brake test in terms of your result, not a record, I can understand the record, but the results of a brake test, and why wouldn't you keep the results of an emissions uh, of, a, of a of a of a smoke test basically, but. Um, so I can I could think that's where the auditor's coming from. But do you think that that's probably a case of an auditor, yeah, dare I so say, it, overstepping the brief? <laughs> Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. Flagship Partners offer a range of consultancy and training services to ensure that our customers remain compliant and have the best possible knowledge to be able to fulfil their work. If you're interested in support with any of our safety, HR or compliance services, or you want to train to be a transport manager or need driver CPC training, give us a call today. Yeah, so that, that, there's a few things. There's actually a few things to pick up on here, and um, I'll be, I'll, you know, I'll be totally frank. My understanding of the emission side of it is is sort of relatively slim. Uh, I know that uh, from an emissions point of view, a Euro six needs to perform as a Euro six, and ultimately the DVSA are looking to prohibit and eliminate the use of uh, ablu emulators and, and that yeah, kind of cheating, stuff, right? Yeah. To ensure, yeah. you know, and so that there's no no cheating system. So. But I, I believe I believe that a satisfactory six weekly PMI would just be a visual smoke test and a, no, visual a tip smoke to test. say yeah, there's exactly, no smoke, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so there's a record so, of the test. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's in it, you know, and essentially that PMI is the record, like you say, Mike. Mm. Uh, going back to the auditor question, it's interesting because I've had <laughs> the exact similar thing myself today. So we were audited for ISO nine thousand and one, right? And I have it on categoric advice. That the 14,001 and the 45,001 standards, which are for environmental and safety, you require to have what's called a legal register. Okay, so they're the legal elements that affect your, your business. Uh, however, 9,001, it's not a requirement, so I'm told. Okay, so we didn't get a non conformity for not having a legal register. However, it was referred to several times during the audit. Now, it's mm. clear that it's something I think often as auditors, you get sort of rolled up into what the requirement is against what you want to see and what the best like practice. See, yeah. And the, the, you know, essentially your role as an auditor is not to give advice. Um, mm. However, I think often 
the boundary gets blurred and uh i think non-conformities you know it i think i think i think you know it's it's just a real real challenge to because essentially it's just one guy's opinion isn't it it's just yeah. a guy or gal you know or girl. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there should be it's one person's opinion consistent though it should be consistent shouldn't it? yeah because i've yeah, been through one of these maintenance audits and i didn't have that paperwork off the smoke meters meters and we you know uh we, we did it a different way nobody ever Same. questioned it yeah it, interestingly yeah. with the with the um with us with the the, the uh, audit for the the dvsa um there isn't a conformity and non-conformity as such is there it's it's like just is it uh, is satisfactory, it satisfactory, satisfactory mostly satisfactory, mostly satisfactory or unsatisfactory yeah. and i think the the problem you know i'm not not putting words into the to our good friends at ashfield's uh, mouth there, but I, I think their issue was that the the auditor marked them down on it. That was the issue. If it was just a throwaway comment or a passing comment by the auditor, and as you say, they're not there to give advice or to, but as you said, Jam, it's a two way thing. But they're not there. To, In fairness, um, as an examiner, they they are I, they're slightly different. It is an audit, but their uh, their role is to give advice, isn't it? Slightly so, differently yeah. as a as a DVSA officer. So you know, if, if the if the officer had said, "Look, you know, why don't you consider keeping your results because you keep the results of your break?" That's different to marking them down. I think what they were really perturbed about was that they were marked down for it. What yeah. basis have they got to mark me down on that audit when I met the criteria? The, the I just process, didn't gold plate it. Interestingly, the process for the DVSA maintenance audit, you do get a chance to respond once they've done their findings. Yeah. before they decide what to do with it, and it may come oh, back that's interesting. Yeah. with a changed like, answer. So that, that is the yeah. process. So I don't know where they went with that, whether they went back and said, well, this is what we do, and it came back as perhaps satisfactory. I don't, I don't know, obviously, the, the case. Yeah, oh, that's a good to that, point. To that yeah, degree, but point. you always get a chance to respond to their findings. So, you know, it's, it's, if, if they put it as unsatisfactory, uh, there is a chance it could have been changed to mostly satisfactory or, or satisfactory. As an auditor, I don't. I wouldn't have a problem... Uh, with somebody challenging me, no, you, know, you can interpret things me. differently at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, interestingly, one of the audits we I was involved in, the uh, the transport manager at the time, he, he didn't understand one of the questions and sent something that was not quite right. The way it was worded on the audit, he thought he sent what he meant because it was a, an online yeah, yeah. Uh, remote audit. However, when, when, when the audit came back with those findings, we then understood what actually was required and sent that, and it did change yeah. from uh, unsatisfactory to satisfactory. So. Satisfactory, yeah. Interesting. So yeah, as an yeah. auditor, you have to sort of appreciate that perhaps sometimes people don't quite understand what is, you know, what people and, mean, what is required. And that's the thing. Sometimes sometimes the, the standards are not written in plain English. And plain English. English. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes people will not, you know, essentially they're just words, aren't they? A bunch of jumbled up words that make yeah. a sentence. And does the other person really understand what they're being asked? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there, there, there's a real responsibility to to ensure that think, the other person yeah. really understands what's being expected of them. Especially when you're being audited, you overthink a little bit, perhaps. You know, it's that yeah. natural reaction. You want to make sure it's right. So you're overthinking what people are asking. And actually, you're not, you know, if it's quite basic, you can try really can complicate something. Um, I can, yeah, I can, absolutely. I can totally vouch for that. Certainly today, <laughs> I've just felt absolutely on edge all day. I feel absolutely, I feel yeah. absolutely knackered. I feel yeah. absolutely okay. knackered. It's so tiring getting audited, um, <laughs> and and you know, I know, I know the times when I've had DVSA visits come in. It is a stressful, a stressful experience because even though you're not guilty, for example, you know, you've done everything by the book. 
you just you worry guilty. that there's <laughs> yeah there's yeah there's almost an agenda yeah. or you know have you got a blind spot because we all have yeah. blind spots don't we we all yeah, have blind yeah. spots we're, we're yeah. human you know we're totally fallible yeah. and no one's infallible and no one's perfect so no. the issue is, is is your blind spot enough to potentially get your pants pulled down yeah absolutely Anyway. Let us know what you think, folks. Yeah, let us know yeah. what you think about yeah, that one. But, and does anybody keep the records of their um, their PMIs? Will, before we finish, uh, one of the, the way we explained it on the last audit that I had DBSA maintenance audit, which was accepted, is we we monitor the diesel and how much AdBlue is being used oh, uh, yeah, to make course, sure the yeah. systems are working properly. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's you know that was accepted. Yeah, I was going to say I think I think that that's sort of a side note, isn't it? It's important to measure. The consumption of AdBlue and fuel yeah. it's a requirement isn't it to measure it anyway and then also you can monitor the the ratio as well can't you of AdBlue to fuel consumption too there's a there's yeah. a whole new podcast with AdBlue isn't there there is that's another one from another <laughs> there day is at the there is at the moment there is yeah okay bro thank you very much for listening hope right. you've enjoyed it thank you very much see you on the next one I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.